I'm Cookie Miller, and this is Worth the Wait. Join me every week as I explore profound weight loss solutions beyond just diet and exercise, because a lifestyle change starts with changing your mind. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Worth the Wait podcast. I am your host, Cookie Miller, and today we are talking about perfectionism and more specifically how perfectionism shows up in those of us who are on weight loss journeys. So I thought we should start with just defining perfectionism, right? What is it and what does it mean? So a perfectionist is someone who allows absolutely no room at all for error. So this is someone who has to do everything to the literal letter. And in theory, this could be a good thing, right? Because being someone that always dots your I's, always crossing your T's, seems like a really good place to be. But in practice, what we found through research and what I personally found through experience is that doing things that way usually just ends up with causing a ton of stress, anxiety, and even depression. So let's think about work because I think this is one of the best places where we can really kind of visualize and see what that perfectionism looks like in action. So at work, you may be someone who is setting extreme and impossibly high expectations. And what usually happens with this is that you set these super, super high expectations for yourself. It may not even be something set by your boss or set by your team or anything like that. It may just be you having these like your own personal goals that are just really, really high um, on the level of expectations. And what happens with that is that you will always believe that your work is not measuring up. So either you're setting the expectations way too high and then not believing that your work is measuring up, or you already have a belief that your work isn't measuring up and you're trying to make up for it by setting these really, really high expectations. Um, Another example would be being highly critical, especially of yourself. So if you make a mistake, if you forget to do something, if you miss an email, you really, really tend to focus heavily and magnify what you deem as a failure, which is probably just a mistake, right? Or it is a mistake. Generally, failures are, you know, mistakes that we tend to make. Um, So just being highly critical of that, even in other people, but especially in yourself. Uh, The next point would be being defensive. So being defensive, taking things super personally, right? Even reviews. So if you work at a company or you've ever worked in a company, you've probably had a time where it's review time, right? And not being able to handle constructive criticism is definitely a trait of someone who suffers with perfectionism. And this was me. I did this. I did this, especially during a review period. And the funny thing is that I took the review so personally that I know somewhere in my email, I have like the review and my rebuttal to the review in my email 
inbox. Like I had forwarded that to my personal email address to have it because I was just so taken aback by the review that I wasn't rated super highly in all categories. So it actually wasn't even, it wasn't a poor review at all, but it wasn't at the standard that I had set for myself. No one else knew that I had these expectations or these goals or whatever. They're just in my head. And so when the review was presented to me, I was just like, like, how could you like these? I've done so many things. Right. Um, and I wasn't able to handle the constructive criticism because in hindsight, I haven't gone back recently, but I did go back like years after I left my corporate job because I stumbled across the email and I was so embarrassed of myself. <laughs> um, but I have gone back and kind of looked at that and been like, wow, I really could have taken the constructive criticism that I received here and then like moved differently instead of being so defensive about it. So the next trait of perfectionism is an intense fear of failure. So this is like when you feel like other people will not accept you if you don't do something perfect or you don't present yourself perfectly. And this can also show up in the workplace where you are, you have this intense fear of failure because you do not want to lose whatever advantage you feel like you have in the workplace. And the final trait of someone with perfectionism is going to be agonizing over past failures. So it's very difficult for you to move on. So if we think about those last three traits, they're definitely all intertwined, right? You're defensive because you want to, you know, you want to feel like you're doing everything perfectly and you're putting in a lot of effort. And when you receive constructive criticism, it feels like the person is saying you did not do this thing perfectly. So you get defensive and you're defensive because there's fear there, right? There's a fear of failure, fear of messing up. And now you've essentially had that fear unlocked by receiving constructive criticism that told you, hey, you didn't do this thing perfectly. And then after that, you go into this point of just agonizing, right? agonizing over the failure or over the mistake or over the criticism that you received. And then it makes it pretty difficult to move on past that. Okay, so now that we understand what perfectionism is and how it plays out in the workplace, we can all easily recognize and think about those perfectionist traits as it relates to weight loss, right? So remember, a perfectionist is someone who allows absolutely no room for error. So how does that show up in someone who is on a weight loss journey? Well, let's think about all of the traits, right? So setting extreme and impossibly high expectations. So that looks like I'm going to lose 20 pounds this month, or I'll just do a water fast for 10 days to lose this last 10 pounds, or... I mean, at this point, insert any of the crazy diets you've ever tried or heard of, like the military diet or the grapefruit diet or the egg diet, right? Any of those extreme ways of eating would be an example of setting extreme and really high expectations. Being highly critical, especially of yourself. So now that you failed at the grapefruit diet, then you begin to beat yourself up about it. And then being defensive, right? So taking things super personally. So maybe even right now at this moment, you see exactly where this conversation is going and you may feel like you're getting a little defensive, right? If that's happening for you right now, do not click off. Don't turn the episode off because this uncomfortable spot of revelation is right where you need to be. 
right? This is exactly what you need to feel. So maybe you've done all of these extreme measures and you defend the measures by blaming yourself for failing, right? I used to do this for sure, okay? Especially as it relates to like weight loss. So instead of being able to think like very logically about what actually had happened, I would think of it as, well, it's me. Like I am the problem, not the extreme like unnecessary diet that I'm trying to do right now, but me, I'm the problem. I'm not disciplined enough and really, really blaming myself for being a failure. Okay. Now speaking of failure, we get back to that intense fear of failure, right? So, and feeling like other people will not accept you if you're, if you haven't reached your weight loss goal or other people won't be proud of you if you haven't reached that goal and if you haven't been perfect and if you told them you were going to lose however much in whatever amount of time, a really big fear, especially as that time frame kind of closes of feeling like you completely failed, right? So first, this happens a lot when we're focused on losing weight for acceptance versus being focused on losing weight for ourselves. So there has to be a considerable shift to think about this from the perspective of losing weight for something bigger than just being accepted, right? Whatever that means. Um, And if we're centering our goals around that, then perhaps we need to have a different conversation about the company you keep, right? About the people who are around you, because why do you feel the need to do these to do these things in order to be accepted? Why aren't the people around you accepting of you, you know, as you are on your journey? That may be a totally different conversation to have, right? And I think it's also important to point out that those people could very well be accepting of you as you are and as you're going. And what you could actually be feeling is just your perception of what you think they're thinking, but you haven't actually, right? Like you haven't asked, you haven't, you don't really know what's actually going on in their head. You just think that if you fail, then they will not accept you. And then we get to that final trait, the agonizing over past failure. So this is when it is hard for you to move on past mistakes. So instead of moving on and picking yourself up, you tend to sulk at the loss and live in it for really, really long periods of time. And then you tend to find yourself right back where you started and the cycle starts all over again from the very beginning where you now set a very unrealistic goal and you go through the whole thing, right? So what are the additional impacts of all of that? Well, definitely it's going to breed a ton of stress, a ton of anxiety, and possibly even depression. And if you understand weight loss, then you know that all three of those things actually will negatively impact your weight loss journey as a whole. But that would be a whole different podcast about anxiety and stress and how these things play a part in your weight loss. So if you guys want to hear a podcast about that, hit me up, hit us up on Worth the Weight Podcast on Instagram, and we will definitely add that as a topic for the future. Okay, so you might be like, okay, Cookie, I get it. I'm a perfectionist, right? (laughs) But how do we fix this? How do we correct this? How do we change the cycle and tell a different story? I am going to give you three ways to fix it, okay? First, let's be reminded of what a perfectionist is, right? Someone who allows absolutely no room for error at all. 
at all. So the very first thing you got to do is allow room for error. <laughs> That's the very first thing you got to do. Allow room for error. You have to go into this thing knowing that this is a lifelong journey that I am on. And just knowing that you will make mistakes. You won't eat ideally every single day. You won't work out every single time you're supposed to work out. And that is okay. That is totally okay. I think one of the most shocking things that people learn whenever they begin coaching with me is that their goals are 80-20. So if they have a goal to get a certain amount of steps, I'm asking them to hit that goal 80% of the time, not 100% of the time. Asking them to hit the goal 100% of the time would be completely unrealistic. So as you walk through this journey, keep that in mind that you have to allow some room for error. Okay, point number two, set realistic goals. So instead of saying, I'm going to work out every single day, I'm working out twice a day, I'm going to eat exactly what's on my meal plan, I'm drinking a gallon of water, I'm reading six books this week, and taking over the world, right? <laughs> instead of thinking that, try this week, I'm going to focus on increasing my current water intake. So I am going to aim to drink 16 ounces of water more than what I'd previously been drinking per day. Okay. And listen, I can already hear you. I can already hear you like, what? That's too easy. That's not going to, I'm not going to lose weight like that. Right. But try it. If you think it's so easy, then why not just try it? Right. And this also makes me think of something else regarding perfectionism. Um, I think a lot of perfectionism is rooted in doing hard things and perceiving hard work as good and easy work as bad. But I really disagree with that way of thinking because for one, it's untrue. Something being hard is subjective, right? What's hard for me may be easy for you and vice versa. But what I think is actually hard is discipline, the discipline that it takes to do the easy stuff, right? Can you remain disciplined to increasing your water intake by 16 ounces daily? Will you keep up with it? Will you do it on weekends too? Will you do it, you know, even though you have an event coming up or will you do it even though you got invited to happy hour? Those are the areas that seem like they're really easy. But when you can put those things into practice, no matter what situation life throws at you, that is where you really, I believe, start to find your stride. And I have saved the best for last. The final tip is to move on, but more importantly, to move on fast. Do not stay stuck on the one thing that didn't work or what could have happened. Move on and move on quickly. So if you make a mistake during the day, like you give into a temptation or whatever else you perceive as failing, you gotta move on immediately. Like you've already done it it's gone. There's no reason to sit there and just like replay the issue over and over in your head and meditate on it. Because what we meditate on is like what we generally tend to see happen more and more. So we don't want to sit there and meditate on this bad experience. I think reflection is good, though. 
So if you have a journal or if you have a way that you take notes on your phone or something, I think it would be really good to get down to the bottom of what happened. How did you end up at this point where you're binging on Oreos or, you know, whatever the failure was that day? How did you get there? Did you skip a meal and then skipping that meal made you ravenous? Um, were you stressed out? Were you self-sabotaging, right? Keep asking yourself questions and be honest with yourself. Answer yourself honestly. Or if you have a coach, this is something that they should be able to help you process through because it's really important to pinpoint what happened and not just kind of say it, it happened and then, you know, completely move on. But say that, okay, it happened. I have to accept that it happened. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. But what I do need to do is figure out why it happened and figure out how I can move differently going forward. So once you're done reflecting, that's it. You move on from it, make better choices right now in that moment, not tomorrow, not after the first, not on Monday, none of that kind of stuff. You move on right after you're done with your reflection. Okay. So now we know what perfectionism is, we know how it shows up at work, and we know how it shows up in our weight loss journey. And more importantly than that, now you have three steps that you can take right now to break that cycle of perfectionism. So remember, that's allowing room for error, setting realistic goals, and moving on fast, okay? You got this. Listen, I believe in you. You can do this. You can beat perfectionism and you can see true success on your weight loss journey. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Worth the Wait. If this episode or any of our episodes have helped you, please leave us a review. And yes, I say us. It is not just me over here running this show. I could never do this without my assistant, Monique, and my editor, Juan, who are helping this thing to keep going. So please, please, please leave us a review. Let us know if you have any topic suggestions. You can also take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. Instagram at worth the weight podcast and we will definitely repost so that is it for this week y'all I will talk to you guys next time bye yeah.